So yeah, I, I did include Street Fighter 2, uh, Visceralist Podcast, episode 11. Um, email address is visceralist at gmail.com. I only say that every three episodes. Um, every three. Yeah, that's that's my new thing. Man, I've been okay. like I've been marathoning Mad Men for the past couple of days. What season and you've gone? I don't know. I'm just sort of jumping around. Um, but uh, I guess like one of the things I'm noticing is that. Um, well, it reminded me that I need to get a haircut for one thing. Um, <laughs> oh yeah. But also, uh, they don't have any computers at their desk or like typewriters because they're assistants type stuff. Oh. Right. Um, and then uh, also, someone called uh, Peggy Margaret, which you you've seen the show, right? Yeah. Which I guess makes sense. Like that's her, like her actual name or whatever. Um, is it? I think yeah. Like Peggy is usually short for Margaret. Um, you serious? Yeah, but I was thinking like, how did how did that happen? Yeah, how does that work? So yeah, I spent uh, I've been spending like the the pre pre production that I do. <laughs> um, which is usually quite expensive. Um, of course. I, uh, I've been trying to figure out how they got Peggy from from Margaret. What have you discovered? Well, I mean, I, I didn't look anything up online. I'm sure I could probably figure it out pretty quickly. Um, but I'm like, maybe, like, maybe if you say it really fast, like, like Margaret, like. <laughs> Maggie, then you could sort of get to Maggie. Um, so your research was just you racking your brain, trying to come up with a way. Yeah, yeah, basically. <laughs> I spent, I like, I literally spent like the last hour trying to figure this out. Damn. There's nothing. I mean, there's nothing. Like, uh, like, I mean, it's like the same thing where like, Dick is somehow short for Richard. Yeah. I'll get that one. Um, yeah, I don't know. That's uh, one of those things that hopefully they'll they'll figure out in the future. <laughs> one day, we'll, we'll have the answer. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, let's let's get into the first. I'm actually going to sort of jump around um, in the topics that I sent you. Now you said uh, about the advice one. Yeah. You got something. I got advice. I got all types of advice for myself. This, this is great. So the, the, the topic is um, if you could give like some piece of some piece of advice to yourself uh, at the age of 18, knowing what you know now, what would you say? Um, if you could somehow send a message to your 18-year-old self um, that I guess they would they would be able to confirm is actually being from you, and then uh, I don't know how that would happen. I mean, ah, presumably, but this will happen in like when they figure out how Margaret got to Peggy, the, they'll also be able to <laughs> to verify the advice. Um, 
<coughs> Excuse me. Well, uh, it was interesting you said that because I give a, not a lot of advice, but I give advice to people, and then sometimes I realize, you know, I don't follow my own advice, and right. sometimes I tell people things that, of course, I would have liked to know. Um, when I was there, it's like in my job, I deal with a lot of young people. Right. Um, I get a lot of like eighteen-year-olds, nineteen-year-olds, early twenties, um, and I, you know, so so it comes up. They don't always want to hear it, but I, I tell it. Not not feel like my dad, right? Like I don't want to hear this, but I gotta tell you. Um, so that was one of my pieces of advice. Was like, you know, you when you're young, you never want to listen to your parents. At least I did. I like I went through this not really rebellious phase, but like if they said it, I didn't want to hear it. But like if another adult said it, said the same thing, I'm like, oh, okay, that's, <laughs> good. That's, that's a good piece of advice. Um, yeah, I went through a period of that. So I, I mean, I'm not like that anymore, but that would be one piece of advice I would say. To my so wait, so the, the advice is listen to your parents? Yeah, I'd be like, listen to your dad more. Um, okay. You know, don't roll your eyes at all all his stuff and, and ignore it um i would also emphasize the um the value of time and like like now that the older you get i guess you have less free time right. and so you realize how valuable time is so now like i don't want to spend time with people that i don't enjoy their company i don't want to uh -huh. do that i don't want to spend time like doing things that I don't really want to do. Like, I'm much better at saying no to things now than earlier. Like, You feel a certain obligation or you feel like you have to do something because somebody invited you or somebody's asking you to do this. And no, but like, I don't want to do it, so I'm not going to do it. I don't, that's how I, I do not want to spend my time like this. So that's another thing I would say. Um, I, ha I have the same one you do, so I'll let you say that one. That one's pretty good. I I still work. I mean that that one's hard for me. My brother is is like that now. Like he really doesn't care, but I I have a hard time. I'm still trying to get better with that. Right. Um. I would also say you know take more risks. Be be a little more adventurous with things. Hmm. Um. I th I think that's all. The, uh, let me think. Yeah. Be more adventurous. Take more risks. Yeah. I like I like the. Yeah, take more risk thing. It's... Yeah, you know, you can't play it conservative and play it safe your whole life. I mean, you got to jump at some point. Yeah, I mean, like, I, man, I've been trying to, like, I kind of wish I started, like, a, po a podcast, like, way back when, because I was into podcasts with, um, I remember the first one was the Ricky Gervais show, and that was, like, 2005. Wow. 2005? Yeah. And I was like, oh, this is great. And then... You know, I listen to them all the time. But anyway, sorry, I didn't mean to hijack your thing. No, no, no. That was it. I was, I was pretty much done with all of my advice. Um, yeah, um, I think so. I mean, and I'm trying, you know, I'm trying to follow that advice now. But <laughs> I wish I had done so earlier in my life. Yeah. Um, well, my thing was, and I, I very rarely give advice to, like, anybody. Um, because I'm, I'm wrong, like, all the time. <laughs> I'm so consistently wrong about, 
I, I mean, I was wrong. I was wrong about the Ohio State. Like, when it, okay, we'll get into that later. Maybe we can um, get into that, yeah. Um, no, so, like, I don't know. And I just kind of feel like people are going to do their own thing anyway. Um, but, yeah, like, what I put in is um, uh, don't spend so much time worrying about what other people think about you. Um, and that's something that, like, I think... And th this is actually the one piece of advice that I, I do give, like, friends occasionally. Um, because, like, I, th I don't know when it was. It might have been, like, around, like, 2010 or 2011. That I did sort of have this, like, epiphany where I'm like, I, d I don't actually, like, I, I don't, I, f I don't, this would be better if I had, like, some, like, inciting incident that I could, I could point to. Right, like, like something, like, it happened on this day. I mean, I yeah, like, I was, <laughs> I, I went through, like, a pretty tough breakup uh, around that time. And uh, it, so that might have had something to do with it. But, like, I, I really, like, just kind of let go about, like, worrying about what other people think about me. Um, and I don't know, it felt like it, it did feel like a weight off my shoulder. Um, and my reasoning there is that, like, I, th I mean, you know, you know, I, I get involved in the comedy scene and, like, you know, a lot of people think that, you know, and it, it's, it's great because people are just nice to each other. That's sort of how it manifests. But, like, people do yeah. worry about, like, what other people think because, like, you know, there's work involved. Like, you can get more opportunities if you're, you know, just concerned about this sort of thing and, like, you know, and so that, that just means that people are nice, which is great. Um, but, and I, I guess I do to a degree. No, I don't know. It's like, I sort of feel like I'm an artist and I I want to do my own thing. And the, the friends that I have, like, will, if they're sort of like the thing where if they're a real friend, they'll kind of like, even if you make mistakes, they'll sort of like work it out with you. Right. Um, and then, I mean, I, 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 I would say I care about what I think my mom thinks about me and my sister. Um, but I mean, other than that, I don't, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a difficult one because you don't want to go through life not caring about what anybody thinks, but you, you can't like live your life and base your decisions on what other people think about it, you yeah. know? And what other people think you should do. Right. But, yeah, that's, I mean, that's always been I mean, tough for me. Yeah, it, I mean, I, I, I chose 18, too, because, like, that's when, like, you know, we're going to college. Um, like, I was, I was sort of concerned about making a good impression when I got to college, but <clears throat> I was, I don't know, like, it was, it was more like I was, I was worried about getting good grades and, I just want to have fun as well. Yeah, that. I mean, that's <laughs> that's it. that's going to college. That's what you want to do. You you want to have fun. You want to meet new people. Some people take that time, you know, to completely reinvent themselves. You know, you can go up there and not know anyone. You could be a whole new you. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I went and I went to college out of state, so I I didn't know anybody. So I it was like sink or swim, and you know, I made a, a pretty decent friend group there. Um, 
I, I say is I know some of my friends are listening to this. Uh, <laughs> They're um, pretty decent. That's how you classify them. <laughs> yeah, that's that's not. I I would I should say great a great friend group. Um, and yeah, I mean I know you have your good friends from your college as well. Um, and uh, I don't know. I guess. So, is there anything else? Any other advice you would give? I'd say probably like exercise a bit more. Um, maybe don't watch so much TV. <laughs> um, read. Oh, oh, I know. Yeah, I would. I would. I mean, I was. I was really into music back then. That was like my main thing. Um, and I sort of wish I had. I had done more of the comedy stuff as well. Um, back then, got started on that a little bit earlier. Um, what else? I'd say probably don't don't eat so much fast food. I know it's a tough one for you. That's really tough. Um, probably oh, save save your money. Like I don't know. Yeah, it's like all the boring shit that like parents do tell kids and. You know, yeah. They're right. They're right. <laughs> I, exactly. That's that's the thing. You realize later that they're right, but in the moment, you're like, "Fuck that! What are you talking about?" Yeah. I, I mean, want to hear that. I'm a, I wouldn't say. That. <laughs> <laughs> it's um, not like as hard as like "fuck that," but it's like, yeah, yeah, it's like, yeah, 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 yeah. Here's yeah. The, here we go again. Well, it's boring. Right. <laughs> but it's good advice. <laughs> yeah, I mean the thing is with kids, like you have like a, a built-in safety net. With I mean, not not everyone certainly, but um, you know a lot of people have like the parents are like security, and so you can sort of like, and also like you know kids are stupid and um, they can sort of go uh. a little bit nuts. But like I think what what you realize as you get older is like safety is is not guaranteed um, for anybody, and it's important to do what you can to sort of maximize the safety that you have because life you know if I, if I can talk about life for a little bit no I, let's talk about life I don't know I definitely shouldn't because I again like I don't I'm wrong about like everything <laughs> life comes at you fast yeah. it does oh, fuck yeah, it really fucking does like I found out some info on my 401k this week that I was like oh god what do you mean bad, bad <laughs> I don't know I don't know I probably I don't know I don't want the IRS knocking on my door um <laughs> That's not good. It's ta tax season's coming up. It's right now. I usually get my taxes done as soon as possible. Yeah, so do I. I usually, I usually don't get a refund though. Oh really? I get like a small one, maybe like a hundred dollars, two hundred dollars. Hmm. Uh, yeah, I usually I usually get a pretty pretty decent one. Oh, that's good. Yeah. See, but here, here's the thing with that, right? This is where um, I guess my confusion comes in with the taxes. So if you're getting all that money back, right? So that means that over the course of the year, the government um, on the state and the federal level has taken that money from you, but they took too much, right? right, right. So now they're giving it back. Yeah, but I mean that comes from um, you know your company like sort of controls all that. 
but you have some control over it too. So I'm, I was always under the impression that the closer you are to zero, the better, because then you get all your money during the year. Um, yeah, I mean, I definitely, <laughs> I, I, again, I'm the last person to ask about tax stuff. <laughs> How do you do your taxes? Um, well, I haven't done it in about 10 years was when my mom stopped doing it for me, but, um, Oh gosh. <laughs> but a um, no, I just go to one of the, pla- like the places I think, I think it's like Jackson Hewitt or something. Oh, you go to one of those jokers? Yeah, I mean, and that's just laziness on my part because they, like, I just, I don't, like, paper, I don't like paperwork. Um, I don't, I don't know how to, like, I don't, this is really bad. Like, I don't, when I have to actually use a pen to do something, like, it's, it's like I'm learning to write again because <laughs> so rarely I have to use a yeah, there are all types of online programs you can use, like TurboTax and whatnot. Is that what you do? <clears throat> I've been using TurboTax. I've gone to a tax preparer. I went to H and R Block like once or twice. It was, um, they were. It was not a good experience. So then I just did TurboTax from then on, and it's been pretty smooth. Like my my stuff is really straightforward. You know, I don't have like any yeah, deductions I mean, or anything. Yeah, mine is too. And and actually, I. Um, I've been going to this, uh, outlet in, uh, it's like in Astoria, um, because I can do it on my lunch break and like they can, like it only takes like 30 minutes, if that. Wow, that's pretty quick. Yeah. That's nice. Pretty good, pretty good over there. How much does it cost? I mean, they, they deduct it from whatever your refund would be. Right. So I don't even see it, really. I mean, I probably should know that. <laughs> yeah, my finance. Yeah. Like, okay, I don't know. Like, like, <laughs> the more you talk, the more worried I'm becoming about you. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's no, that's reasonable. Um, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, 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 I'm no. It's more that like I'm a little concerned about how much I should be saying about my finances on a podcast um because if you'll recall famously um Jermaine Dupree was on Cribs and then like he got busted by the IRS like heavy like right after that and like I did not know that because of all the shit like all the cars and shit that he had like they're like oh hold on now like how do you have all this shit and like I, I, I mean, that's, I don't even know if that's, that's actually true, but it, it, it did happen very shortly after the Cribs thing. Huh. MTV Cribs. Fact. Okay. I did not know that. Yeah. So, um, and also like, I don't know, every time I bring up these gift, these Best Buy gift cards, you're like, you think I'm involved in Yeah, I think you're scamming. Like, Nigerian, like. Right. <laughs> I don't know why. I, it doesn't have to be Nigerian. I mean, it could be like um, Bulgarian. Could be anybody. Bulgarian scammers. Yeah. Um. So, I think we're good there. Any any more advice? Um. Uh, no, I think that was about it for my, you know, self advice. I guess. Oh, I wish I had gotten contact lenses earlier too. I think that's one. 
Contacts? Yeah. Okay. Strong glasses. Um That's that's a oh, wow, I wasn't expecting any, like any follow up questions on that. I thought I thought you were gonna be on board with me. <laughs> on the okay. contact bandwagon. Yeah. <clears throat> well you don't wear you don't have do you have, you do have glasses. I do have glasses now for seeing distances, yes. I carry them around in my pocket. Right. How's that going? I keep, oh, well, it's actually a little frustrating because my glasses came with that hard case and then they came with this other um, soft case, which was just a, it's like a like microfiber a pouch. No. Okay, so a, not a sandwich bag. No. <laughs> a microfiber pouch. So it was double. So it had like the little drawstring so I could close it up and I could use it to clean them. Um, but I keep losing the damn thing. I got to go and ask for another one now. Huh. Um, but besides that, I do notice that the more I wear them, now when I take them off, my eyes seem like they're getting worse. So mm -hmm. that's how they get you. I'm going to be wearing them. Mm, the, it, the amount of time that I'm wearing them every day is in, slowly increasing. Yeah, I mean, that's it's not terrible. I mean, I actually didn't plan a conspiracy segment for this, but this is maybe a good, we can do a little one right here. Um, so there's the company Luxottica. Oh, yeah. They own like something like 90% 90, 90 of the glasses market. Yeah, what's the deal with that? And How are they also, making every frame in the world? They also own like 90% of like, oh no, not, yeah, frames, lenses, and um, like uh, I like the stores too. Oh, <clears throat> I didn't know all that. Yeah, I don't know if there's conspiracy there so much. It's just like it's just like I don't know, aggressive capitalism, um, successful as well. That is, but that is like if you if you want to avoid them. You'd basically have to make like your own glasses out of like, I don't know, like like if you cut up like a like a sandwich bag or something, and like maybe get like some some pipe cleaners. Um, I don't, How would you make the lenses? Well, that's the plastic bag would be the lens. I mean, it's not they're not going to be that effective. <laughs> oh yeah, imagine. Walking around with those. That's like something your man, like Jamie Foxx in that one movie and that violin. That's, yeah. that's what he would be wearing. I made my, made my own glasses. Oh my God. Can you imagine, like, like, what if I showed up on a date like that? Like, with those glasses or in that Halloween glasses costume? made of, like, well, no, the, the, the glasses made of pipe cleaners and cut up sandwich bags. That date would be over right then. <laughs> I don't know. Like, they'd probably ask about it pretty early on in the date. Yeah, you couldn't get around that. That's pretty. Yeah, that's pretty glaring. Um, but if I, what, I mean, if I like sort of suavely like took them off and laid them on the table, maybe, and then didn't address it at all. And then, 
It's like, well, and then like, what kind of whiskeys do they have here? And I had to put them back on to sort of like read <laughs> the names of the whiskey. Do they have Lafroig? Uh, hold on. Hold on. Oh, I actually can't see with these. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. That I mean, yeah. I feel like I could I could sort of play that off. It could be funny. It could be. Yeah, I mean that's that's like all I have on a date is is funny. Like I, because again, like I'm wrong about everything, and so, um, like I it's, I often forget to like brush my teeth before dates. That's um, all right if you're wrong. Ladies, ladies love being right. So. Whew, whoa. Misogyny, misogyny segment. Shot, shot fire. Early. <laughs> I, I'm actually making a concerted effort to not say chick. Huh. I never really use that word very often. You did? Apparently, yeah, I use it, like, all the time. Way too much. Oh. I shouldn't okay. I, mean, I shouldn't really be using it at all. Unless uh, you're referring to baby chickens. I mean, even then, like, I feel like I should, I should say baby chicken. I think it's okay to call them chicks. Mm. No, I don't want Jezebel like writing blogs. Anyway, um, let's move on. <laughs> I do have more segments. Um, okay. Now this segment, I guess this would be like, I don't, I don't, I honestly don't know if this is gonna work. So like, let me know if if this starts getting too stupid. Mm. Um. So Street Fighter Two. The video game. Okay. Have you played it? Yes. Okay. So that leads to martial arts, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then okay, so two stories. One, uh, we have a mutual friend who's involved in the martial arts. He um, he offered to teach me um, some basic lessons. Um, and it was fun. Um, and then we, we sort of got, wow, that, okay, here's the other, st um, you know, uh, can I, can we move on? Okay. No problem. <laughs> I, <laughs> unless, unless you have anything on the, on martial arts, I really got to start. I've, I've never done martial arts, but recently I've been thinking about, um, picking up Muay Thai. Hmm. Yeah. Um, well, you sort of, yeah, you sort of like, well, our mutual friend, like, sort of like, like, I've seen you at like bars where like, you, you sort of like, throw like randomly, I guess to test him, like randomly sort of throw, like not punches, but like, whatever, like, sort of like slap at him just to see if like, he's, he's on guard. He right. usually is. <laughs> oh, he's always on guard. Yeah, he's pretty, he's pretty good. Yeah, he's ready to go, man. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, ready I can't. For action. Can you ma I, I can't even imagine actually. I mean, he's a, you know, he's a friend of mine as well. Um, he's and he's like, yeah, he's a nice guy. If I had to actually fight him, like, I mean, for, I mean, first of all, he would sort of do like sort of like some sort of economy of movement, so he would just like just sort of push me over, and like it would just be over immediately. He would just push you. 
movie just like uh, I just like break like break my wrist right off the bat and then just walk away or something. I don't know. Okay. Yeah, I, I would never want to fight him. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah, <laughs> it's not gonna go well for you. It would be like it would be like Street Fighter. It would be like like playing Street Fighter, but like okay, so putting the coin in, selecting your character, getting to the like the game, like the match, and then not touching any of the controls, and then having the other computer character just just beat you up. It would be like that. It would be very similar to that. Yeah, you're right. Or like if I went to one of those um, Street Fighter Two tournaments and played like some fourteen year old got wrecked. <laughs> Um, like I don't, I don't even know the Street Fighter term for the Mortal Kombat. You know, the flawless uh, victory the, where you get no hits. Oh uh, uh, yeah, I, it's uh, I think it's just perfect. I think. Yeah, uh, he would do a perfect on me both rounds, and I'd be out. Yeah. That's like me fighting Ethan. <laughs> right. Perfect. It would. Yeah. It would be like. It would be like so. Well, this is a good segue into like the the college football thing. I guess we could just talk about OSU's loss. But it would be like like oh, playing like like me playing against Ohio State at football. Right. Okay. That's I mean, yeah. Like I like I'd probably like you know I'd probably score like I don't know, like seven or ten or something. But like other than that, like they, you know. Yeah, they would dominate. Like seven to like, I'd probably like. Oh, and I mean, like me on my own against. No. What? I don't know. You would score I, some touchdowns. I, I mean, I feel like I could sort of like, I could break a tackle. No, it would be awful. Um, speaking of awful, Ohio State played. Uh, was it Clemson? Clemson got wrecked in the college football playoff. We got shut out. It's very disappointing. Um, I was watching it. It was New Year's Eve. It was it was rough. Yeah. I don't know what went wrong, but something went very wrong. Well, it's I, the same thing that's been going wrong all year, really. Like the inconsistent offense. And Clemson's defense is very good, especially their defensive line. Um, Ohio State's defensive line, I mean, offensive line, has been really hit or miss all year. Um, they were definitely miss during that game. Um, the defense, Ohio State's defense was not that bad, but, you know, at some point the offense has to do something. Yeah, well, I mean, our, our, our defense got, I think, two interceptions. Yeah, they had two, maybe three interceptions. Um, I definitely saw there were definitely two for sure. I feel like there may have been a third, but and, and they did their best. And I don't know what happened with our kicker, man. He was so good right up into that Penn State game, and now he just can't make a field goal anymore. Oh, that's right. He missed. Uh, was it two or three? He missed. I don't know total, but he missed two in the first quarter. Right. It's like you know, on our first drive of the game, he misses the field goal. It was a decent drive. It's like you know, things like that. It just. If he makes those, it could be a completely different story because, you know, you're feeling good about yourselves. You had a drive. You didn't, you know, you didn't get a touchdown, but you came away with points. Instead, you come away with nothing two times in a row, and it's just very disheartening. And it does not help with the morale, the momentum, you know. Yeah, so. yeah, it's, 
That's Demorla. I mean, yeah, JT Barrett. Like, I mean, he's a great quarterback, but I, I don't know. Like, this whole season is just like it seems like he's been. Yeah, off. they've been. It has been with, especially with the receivers. Like, the whole offense has just been really strange this year. Um, and we've had those games where we put up huge numbers, but then we've had games like this where it's like they hardly do anything. Um, the, I mean, the bright spot is most of those guys are coming back next year. So that'll be good. They'll have another year of working together under their belt, and they'll have the summer to get better. But it just never – like uh, JT and the receivers, like, never seemed to be on the same page this year. Like, right. It was always, like, like just a little bit off. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it sort of speaks to, like, how good um, Ezekiel Elliott was. Yeah. And the running, like, yeah, the running backs weren't that great. JT was probably had the most yards of anybody. I think so. Um, yeah. Curtis Samuels had a good year, but you need more than two players on offense. Um, yeah, yeah, you don't want to be like like me going up against the football team on your own. Um, <laughs> so, J, but JT Barrett's coming back. I I heard that Raekwon McMillan is going to the draft. Yeah, I just saw that today. The chef is out, which yeah. is too bad. It is too he's bad. Been really, he's been really, uh, really great player for us. Um, and then our um, our quarterback or no cornerback um, was a Tupac uh, wow. Thompson. Um, oh, wow. Um, Method Man. Yeah, Method Man. Uh, <laughs> Ar- Arlington. <laughs> And then you know our our coach Tyler the Creator <laughs> Smith, but Thick Dog is out. He got a head coaching job. That's right. Yes, our defensive. It's a defensive coach. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Luke Fickle. He's going to. Is it? Is it Miami of Ohio? No. I think so. I feel like. It's it's a it's in Ohio and it's a smaller school I think right yeah I think that sounds or is it Cincinnati I don't know um, I don't know yeah. Big Dog is out yeah yeah I don't know I was disappointed the wor- the worst part for me was I think it was third quarter and the Clemson quarterback was it Deshaun Watson yeah. He uh, he ran it in. He ran in a touchdown, and then he there was um, there was a few or actually a bunch of Ohio State fans um, in that that first row um, just past the end zone, and he looked up at them and he did LeBron's like that thing where he like pushes down <laughs> over his knees. You know that the push down. Yeah, I know LeBron that. push down um, shimmy or whatever. He did that. <laughs> he did the push down. Because he knows, yeah, because he knows, you know, LeBron, big OSU fan. And he was, he was just, I mean, that is that's flagrant. It should have been a flagrant, too. They have that, they have that in football, right? <laughs> yeah, they got something like that. I mean, speaking of flagrant, did you see that one dude? His inappropriate touch on Curtis Samuel? Oh, my God. I don't even want to talk about that. Honestly, that was... What was the penalty for that? Is that guy suspended or something? That was 
That was like well, sexual assault. He no, he wasn't penalized in the game, and he's not suspended or anything for the championship game. Wow. And then he's just like, oh, you know, that's just something we do to get in their heads, like their, our opponents' heads. And like that was like his official statement, or like maybe it was it was either the guy who did it, or. Like basically, I don't know for for the listeners who, who didn't see this, um, one of the players just grabbed our quarterback's ass in a very aggressive way. Um, but I think no, he, he was in there. I think his finger might have gone on his butthole. Yeah, it was it was crazy. But the thing, like that, that's that's a coaching problem because the fact that he feels comfortable enough to to make a statement to the press where he's like oh yeah we do this all the time it's no big deal like that like a good coach is not gonna like a like create that sort of environment for that sort of like ridiculousness like can you imagine like jim Tressel like being cool with that Nah, chess dog is not cool with that but their coach did say something about it he said that it's inappropriate they don't you know regular stuff we don't condone that type of behavior it's not how clemson doesn't represent clemson football it's not what we do here yeah. Um, <clears throat> it's not. It's not the Tiger way. Something like that. Yeah. Um. Yeah, they were. Man, yeah, we just got. I mean, that is like. It I was mean, embarrassing. I mean, I'm glad we made the playoff, but. Oof, man. I turned. I turned it off. Yeah, I did. Yeah, I did too. I don't even think I watched the fourth quarter. I. I did not. Um, who you, who, what's your prediction for tomorrow night? Oh, yeah. So the, the championship game is, uh, tomorrow. It's Alabama Clemson. Um, uh, I gotta go with Alabama. Like, uh, I don't even think it's going to be close. Um, I think it will be close, but I think Alabama is going to win. Yeah, I mean, I, did you watch the Washington Alabama game? I watched some of it. I think. I mean, Washington was hanging tough. I think I just sort of had it on in the background. Um, they did. They did. The, I mean, Washington's defense was pretty good and held their own for the majority of the game. Um, they only gave up like maybe like two big plays, and those were very costly plays. But for the rest of the time, their defense like. It really neutralized that Alabama offense. Um, so I'm, I'm curious to see, because Clemson's defense is probably just as good as Washington's defense, but Clemson's offense, I think, is a little better. Um, but Alabama's defense is like terrifying. So um, I think it'll make for a good game, probably a low-scoring game. I'd be surprised if they score more than like 21 points each. But... Um, but it should definitely be a good game, and I think Alabama will win, though. Uh, yeah, you know, the Washington. I've actually I've been to that University of Washington campus. Um, it's in Seattle, um, and it's 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 pretty decent. It's like a pretty standard um, state school campus. Um, but there is um there is a um like a river. Yeah, I guess you call it a river. There's sort of a river that snakes around it, and um, and you can go kayaking. Like you can rent a, a kayak. Um, and so I did that a couple of years ago. Uh, my first time kayaking. Have you ever done that? Oh, never. 
you're sort of, yeah, so when, like, you're sort of, like, on, like, a single-person kayak, like, you're sort of, like, strapped in the in Right, what kayak. happens if you flip, man? Well, that's the thing, like, that's, and so that's what, spoiler alert, no, um, that I actually almost, I came very close to flipping, and I was, like, I think that's maybe, like, one of the few moments in my life where I was, like, I would have died, like, I would have died. Because you're you're strapped in there, like, and there's like a there's like a little um like skirt. I don't know what to call it, like a like a plastic skirt that goes right. over your over your waist and like clips onto like the the entrance of the kayak. So even just getting that, like, if I'm like literally flipped over, so I'm upside down in a kayak underwater, just getting that for like and panicking and crying probably. Uh, <laughs> just, but before just, you go in, don't they teach you how to flip back over? No. Oh. They taught me how to like, um, like what? There's there's like these pedals, like like foot pedals. I don't even remember what they do, but but like they told me what to do with those, and I think that was it. But yeah, no, like I yeah, it would have been a wrap. Yeah, that's. Uh, I think kayaking would be fun, but that part I'm scared about. I guess you know, figure it out, but. At least you survived, so you made it here today to be with us. This is the primary reason why. I was like, I have to survive to to do this episode of the, the podcast so I can break down the, the Ohio State game. <laughs> that was your motivation. That was my that was, my. that was actually my future self coming back to me. And he's like, you gotta... There's one... The, okay, so the most important thing I can tell you right now is you have to... when you. Don't flip over in the kayak because you need to do this podcast <laughs> five years later. You need this. Um, and you did it. You survived. You did. I'm like OSU. Um, anyway, uh, let's move on to uh, just like a quick TV thing. Um, now, you said that you saw the OA, which is Netflix. I did. Show. So you watch the whole thing. Um, oh, yeah. Sort of like, it's sort of what, I, I haven't seen it. All I know, it's like, sort of like, there's a mystery to it, and it's sort of like, a lot of, like, sort of like I guess, just weird, just generally weird. Oh, it, it is weird, and there are a lot of holes in it. Um, a lot of holes. Okay, so, <clears throat> I'll say spoiler alert for the listeners right now. Um, so fast forward a couple minutes. Fast forward to <laughs> the 35 minute mark. Yeah. So can you, if, if you had to summarize like the hook or like the twist in like a couple sentences. Um, yeah, what's, yeah, is there a cop car in your room? <laughs> oh, fortunately, like there is not shit? a cop car in my room. Busting through the door, busting through the side of the building, like, woo. Um, no. Um, the OA. So the whole premise is she, a girl, a young girl goes missing. Um, she shows up on a bridge, which is never explained why she was on the bridge. Um, someone takes a video of her, like, running through traffic on the bridge and jumping off. This jumping off the bridge into the water. It's okay. not explained why she jumped, but I 
think now I maybe know why she jumped. Um, and, you know, and so she's picked up, taken to the hospital. They don't know who she is. They can't identify her. No records, you know, she's got nothing on her. Um, somebody sees the video, sends it to somebody else, to her parents. They're like, I think this is her, your daughter. And so they see the video. They think it's her too. I think she was gone for maybe like 10 years, maybe more. I don't remember how, how many years she was missing. So they go to the hospital. Um, you know, I identify her, but then the twist comes right there when she looks at them and says, who are you? Who are no, she asks the nurse, who are these people? And, and, you know, it's her parents. But the reason she doesn't recognize them is because she was always blind. And now she came back from wherever she was and she can see. Okay. So she's actually never seen her parents. That's why she's confused about who they are. So she does this whole thing where she closes her eyes and touches her mom's face and realizes it's her, actually her mom. Um, and then she has these strange markings on her back as well, which I still don't understand that. That's another thing. So these markings on her back, it's part of... Man, now I'm saying this out loud, it sounds ridiculous. <laughs> um, it's part of a series of movements, right? Um, oh, I, I forget which. Like the like forget the, which like, one she has on her back. Like the dipset movement in two thousand four. Yeah, no, it'd be more like like the juju on that beat or a dab. Um, it's like a whole. <laughs> it's like do this, 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 but they write it in their own. They came up with symbols. Like, oh man, the more I'm talking about this, the more frustrating it becomes. So. But the way where it is on her back, there's no way she could have done it to herself. And the way that she was confined with these other people during um, the time that she was missing, there's no way any of them could have written it on her either. Like, there's no way. I guess she could have. How would she have got it? She, like, scratched it into her skin. Like, come on. Um, anyway, so as, as you go along the story to introduce some other characters, um, mainly high school kids because she can't relate to really anybody else. She's not in high school anymore, of course. She's, I think she was abducted when she was 14, maybe, or maybe older. She was trying to find her father, but then it goes into like this whole backstory, and I can see where, where people could have easily turned it off. They're like, what is this? I mean, they actually adopted her. She's Russian. She's a daughter of this Russian oligarch, and she was originally born with sight, but she lost her sight in a bus accident when the bus of all the oligarchs, the school bus, was, um, you know, I guess, steered off of a bridge. All the kids drowned except for her, and she had a near-death experience, and she met this, I guess, her spirit person on the other side in the in-between world, and she chose to go back. But in order to go back, the woman took her sight. <laughs> What like like a, like an angel or something or yeah something like that is that like a so deal she, like I'll let you go back but basically that was the deal you can go back she's like but I have to take something from you so she takes her sight hmm. so she goes back but now she can't see um, and it's interesting because the the um, dream she had this reoccurring dream and when she was little <clears throat> and the dream ends up being um, the same, like almost the same scene that you see when um, she's in the bus under the water because the dream is that she's trapped in an aquarium and can't get out. And then then she's trapped in the bus, you know what I mean? So it's like, 
the parallels between the dream. She has seen it. Um, so then her father doesn't want the, his enemies to know that she survived, so he sends her away to America to this boarding school for blind children, and she also was living with um, his sister-in-law. But then the father dies, but she thinks he's still alive, and so um, the sister-in-law doesn't have the money to continue sending her to the boarding school and to keep up her lavish lifestyle. Um, so then she starts doing weird stuff, and I don't know if she's selling kids or what the deal is, huh? but <laughs> yeah, huh is right. So <laughs> it's like this <laughs> this weird adoption agency, but not an adoption agency. So that's how she ends up coming. Um, she's in America right now because her father sent her to America. That's how she ended up with her, I guess, foster parents with those people because they see her in the house. They came for a different baby, but then they saw her upstairs and they chose her instead. So is there is there like any magic in, in this? Um, there or, like, is I guess some, anything supernatural? There is some supernatural. So it's all, it has to do with like these near-death experiences, right? So at one point um, she gets kidnapped. This guy, this guy tricks her. He's studying near-death experiences in he tricks her and takes her, I think they're in upstate New York somewhere. He's built this creepy lab and he's got them all underground in the lab. And there are four of them, I believe. And all these people have had near-death experiences, right? Um, but when she has her near-death experiences, they all, I guess they all come back with um, some kind of a gift, something they can do like really well. And hers, it came back musically. Um, and another one came back with something, some more music as well. And so he's got them, he, he like looks at, looks for these people because he's studying it and he wants to like find out, I don't even remember what he wanted to find out anymore. Like, but they've got these movements. He wanted to find so, out like how, how Peggy comes from Margaret? Or? Exactly, let's do near death experience. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> look. I'm gonna figure that out. You're gonna have to try like a, a few different. Like you're gonna have to think outside the box, you know. <laughs> oh man! So he does. Um, he essentially, in his experimenting, he essentially kills them and brings them back to life over and over and over again. Hmm. Um, to see what happens to them. Um, and she's telling her story to like these kids in the neighborhood, and and one older woman in the neighborhood, and she gets five of them. Um, because there were five of them, and she has them practicing these movements. She's learning the movements, and with these movements, they were able. There's like a series of five movements, right? And, and this is, these movements are like a like a choreograph type thing. Yeah. So they you were they were taught these movements in their near death experiences. So each of them. So there were four of them that were kidnapped, and then they ended up getting a fifth. Um, they never had, they didn't have the fifth movement for a very long time. They were down there for like years, years. Um, and at one point, all, all of them get a movement during one of their experiences. At, at one point, he does just like flat out kill one of the guys, but they don't, he doesn't bring him back. But then he like drops off his body in front of them as a message because that guy was getting tired of them and he would start snitching, saying they were going to escape, telling all their plans and shit. Um, so then they do, the, the four kidnapped people do the movements, the movements that they have, and end up bringing him back to life. 
And the guy sees all this, and he's like, oh, man. So now he's trying to learn the movements. It's like, it gets weird. Um, I, I don't know. If you're, if you're into, like, some, it's, like, slightly mystical. Yeah, I mean, it sounds vaguely like, like, a, like a loss sort of thing, where it's, like, sort of, like, supernatural. Yeah, there's some supernatural elements, but then it gets all, like, you know the the nature of life and like how many lives you lead and do you ever like truly die and you know and then at the end like oh man i'm not even going to talk about the final because well, it's very polarizing what happens well, okay end. well hold, sorry hold up uh i should have to go to the restroom really quick all right go to the restroom. i do want to hear about it okay hold on i'll edit this part out all right Yeah. Hey, sorry about that. Um, no problem. So, all right. So you were about to get into the ending, and you know, it's good. I'm, I'm actually like, I could see this. Like, this seems like the kind of show that I could see people getting into. Um, yeah, I, but I mean, I not one that I would necessarily, but like, you know, you know my policy on um, on spoilers, which is the more you know, the merrier. Yeah, I want, I want, <laughs> want them immediately. So, I have a, I have actually, um, I've been to the Wikipedia page for this. Oh, okay. And no, but but no one's done like a full summary. Oh, I don't know about Wikipedia, but different, um, you know, media outlets have. I know New York Magazine wrote about it, especially oh. the ending. They wrote a big thing on the ending. Did they, oh, so they spoiled it. They did, and they straight up said, "Don't read this if you haven't seen it." Oh, it's all about the last uh, last episode. All right, all right. So, um, right. So she's got these five kids. Oh, not they're not all kids. One is a teacher. Um, Phyllis from the Office is in this too. Um, oh yeah, I heard about that. <laughs> so she's in it. There's her. There's um, a little. I don't know. I don't want to say this in an offensive way. Oh, there boy. is a trans teen. Chick. Yes. Oh. There's a trans teen. There's like a, a bad kid. He's like a bad seed, but he's good on the inside. He has a lot of anger, you know. Um, there's him. There's this other kid, a little immigrant kid who's trying to do his best. His mom is kind of wild, but he is you know, like taking care of the family, doing drugs and like getting scholarships. Um, <laughs> okay. And then, did I miss one? Wait, Phil, that's one, two. Phyllis, Phyllis in the office is one of them? Yeah. No, so no, that's all. They're like, that's five, yeah. So they're sort of like the planeteers, like, like Captain Planet. Like right, Earth, man. Earth, get, fire, get wind, water, together. art. <laughs> Basically. Yeah. You, know, you notice that like, like the, the heart. Well, what is like? What is that? Because like the fire guy, he could like shoot fire out of his ring. But what is the heart guy doing? Just gives love, man. You want to you want to beat him up, and then he he looks at you and just love him. Oh, he's like a Care Bear. <laughs> well, they did that. What Care Bear stare or something, right? What? I don't know. They like shot some shit out of their stomachs. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I was gonna say something really inappropriate. <laughs> that, well, of course, like yeah, the way you phrase that, shots, shots get out of their stomachs. 
<laughs> it was like stars and whatever they had. Well, that, I, I, think, I think you actually, I think you actually meant the Charmin bears from the the, TV, the commercials for Charmin the toilet paper. Oh. <laughs> I can't believe I fucking hate those commercials. All right, I mean. Okay. Anyway, so um. <clears throat> You know, and this has sort of been alluded to, but I didn't really notice it until I read the summaries, and I was like, oh, yeah, I guess that did happen. So they're all in the cafeteria. Phyllis has, um, I don't remember if she got fired or, she did, she like fired slash quit. So she's walking out. The other girl, um, the OA, oh, OA stands for Original Angel, by the way. She's the Original Angel. Um, she, she's not... Yes, so she's not there, but then she finally realizes what she'd been seeing, what she was seeing in her dreams. It was like the scenes, they weren't dreams or, or flashbacks, they were like visions of the future. So she's like, she tells her dad that, and her dad's been a little more open than her mom, and she's like, can I go? He's like, go. So then hope where she's running. But then you realize she's running to the school. So all the kids are in the cafeteria, and then you see the shooter walking from outside to inside the cafeteria so like the school shooting right so he starts shooting he rolls into the cafeteria everyone's hiding um phyllis and the principal Wait, i'm sorry are on their way who's out shooting? who's the shooter there's just a, sh a faceless a faceless shooter they don't even show the kid's face it's just a, sh a kid with an assault rifle um and so uh, all the kids all the characters that we know are the student characters are all in the cafeteria, and Phyllis was in the hallway with the principal, and then, you know, they're having a chat, like, you know, it's been nice having you here, whatever, and they're on their way out, and then the shooter starts, and they start leaving, they start running towards the exit, he's like, come on, come on, we gotta go, and she's like, no, so she goes back for the kids, you know, that were in her group, the, whatever, the away group, so they're, they're back there, and they're all on the ground, and they start looking at each other, because they, you know, they've been they've been practicing the movements as well, and with the movements, that's what supposedly like helped her escape. Or like with these movements, you can go into another dimension and like go somewhere else. Like that part was never fully explained properly. It was a little a little strange. So then, at one point in there, the shooter is in the cafeteria, like looking around, and Phyllis comes in, and all the kids are like making eye contact with each other, and they all stand up. And all of them start doing the movements. Okay. <laughs> so they're doing the movements and the movements and they got some good music. So it's like an emotional scene, but it, I think it either really goes one of two ways. Either you're really into that scene or people are like, what the fuck is this? Why, why is there a school shooter? You know, it's like, this is some bullshit, how it ends like this. And so they basically like just confuse him enough where he's just, He's looking at them like, what What are you guys doing, right? <laughs> He's just confused. And he ends up getting like tackled, tackled by one of the um, cafeteria workers. But he fires off a shot, and the shot misses everybody and goes through the glass and hits the OA right in the chest. Oh. So, so they had distracted him enough where he could be subdued, but he fired one shot, it hits her, and they're all happy, but then they look and they see that it hit her, so then they're sad, and then I think it just ends like that with her being taken away in the ambulance. So, so how, how do the kids know how to do the movements? Oh, so, so each night, right, she had been practicing the movements with them. Well, well, well all, the, all the kids in the school? 
No, no, no. It was only those five. Oh, uh, okay. So she had been, um, when, while she was telling her story to them, she, they ended up starting to practice the movements as well. And her goal was to have them send her back to find this other guy. Um, I think his name was Homer. She fell in love with him. They were in prison together. Then she ended up falling in love with him. Um, and I guess he had gone to another place by using them. He'd gone somewhere else. But they never really said what happened to anybody or how she actually got out. Or Yeah, there were a couple escape attempts. I don't know. There were some holes. It was like it was okay. It wasn't that bad because it was only eight episodes, you know, so it wasn't like yeah. anything that took up a ton of time. Um, I would say it was it was one of those things for me it started off good. Like it, it kind of got bogged down in the middle. It would bring me back every now and then. And then I got to a certain point. I think it was probably like episode five where I almost stopped, but then I looked and was like, well, it's only eight episodes and I just finished it out. You know? If it had been like 12 episodes, I probably. Yeah, that's, um, that's actually an issue I've had with the uh, the Marvel uh, superhero. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Um, with the Marvel superhero shows, like they're they're like thirteen episodes, like way too long. Right. You know. You know what? I watched. I started watching Luke Cage one weekend. I watched like five or six, and I just stopped. I haven't gone back. Yeah, it's the same with. Uh, I think. I think I only watched like one episode of Luke Cage. And I did like I think four or five of Jessica Jones. Yeah. Um. But uh, what was I gonna say? Oh yeah. So I don't know. Is that is that good? I was gonna move on. I don't know if I would recommend. I don't know. I would say, I guess if you have some time, like yesterday would have been a good day to watch it if you wanted to. If you were inside, it was like going out in the snow. Yeah. Well, I was I was gonna say. Speaking of eight episodes, um, the show that I um, marathon recently, um, which I I've been meaning to get around to for a long time. Anyway, uh, it was the night of. Um, yeah, me too. I've been trying to watch it. I only watched the first episode. Watched it over the summer and never went back. I don't know why. Yeah. The, tone of the show changes and I guess the the tone and like the, the theme and, and the plot focus changes um, starting episode two. Um, okay. I think it gets a lot better too. But um, I think the reason I went to watch it is because like that, that actor Riz, is it Riz Ahmed? Um, has been like everywhere lately. Um, he was in a... Really? Well, he was in Rogue One, and oh. he was in he was in the movie Nightcrawler, which I guess was like a year or so ago. Um, with Jake Gyllenhaal, that movie was great. Oh, really? Cause I got too annoyed. His character was really annoying. Yeah. Um, so I couldn't watch. Yeah, he's. What else is he in? He's in this movie called Four Lions. That came out like, like five years ago, and it's by, um, but it was by this comedian, this British comedian, uh, Charlie Brooker, who uh, was the creator of Black Mirror. Um, but anyway, so uh, I don't know. I had some free time, so I, I, I went through uh, the night of, and 
Oh, and also um, Omar from The Wire. And, oh, okay. And, and oh, John Turturro's in there, right? Yeah. Uh, John Turturro, Bodie from The Wire is in it. Oh. Um, oh, yeah, he was that kid on the street. He was in the first episode. I remember seeing him. Yeah. Um, but actually, John Turturro's character was apparently initially supposed to be played by uh, James Gandolfini before he died. Oh. Huh. I don't know. I feel like, you know, having watched more of it, I think, I think Turturro is maybe better for that role than he would have been. Um, I don't know. I mean, I love, like, I love, like, he's fucking awesome. Like, I, I watch, I'll put on an episode of The Sopranos just randomly every now and then. Yeah, I think, I think it's more of a tutorial role. Um, but, uh, yeah, there it is. Um, but if I had to summarize the plot, and I guess this spoiler is, there's going to be some spoilers here. Um, oh, wait, shit. Oh, I didn't watch the last two episodes yet. <laughs> But knowing you, you already know the outcome. So <laughs> that's pretty. That's pretty good. Um, yeah, I did. I did just go ahead and read the episode, like the Wikipedia pages for the last two episodes. Um, I'm trying to remember what what it was. Okay, basically, kid has like basically like me gets involved in some bullshit, does everything wrong. Uh, humanly possible, and then, um, and then it has to go to the court. I don't know. Your your summary of, of the OA is way better than this. This is already going off the rails. Mine was rambling. I just started. Yeah, it always is really hard to summarize it's a hot story. Yeah, what happens? especially what happens for like a. This? Do you want me to spoil the end? Um. I mean, it is really. Well, good. would you recommend? Would you recommend I watch it? Yeah. Okay, then don't spoil the ending, but you can talk about the other stuff. Okay. Um, I, I don't know. Like, I feel like even... I mean, if you're going to watch it, like, even summarizing, like, um, like, up to episode four would be too much. Well, I have heard a lot of summaries on different podcasts as well, but I don't even remember the final episode summary. But... Yeah. Um, I don't know. Who? I mean, just go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> um, fuck. I, you know, I don't. I don't even know if I can. And I. This is only like a week ago that I watched it. Um, I think that the ending is. I think they actually leave it somewhat ambiguous as to whether or not he actually killed the girl. But what does the court of law say? Court of law, he get, he gets off. Oh, really? It's yeah. I think it's like a hung jury or something like that. Wow. Um, Are there, is it coming back for a season two? No, no, it's just a one off. So they never explain what happened. Uh, not. I think. Well, I think the girl was involved with like some generally shady characters. Um. That. Uh, that they show in the first episode, actually. Um, and actually, sorry, hold on one second. 
Sorry about that. <laughs> no, my door is like my door like doesn't shut all the way. Anyway, um, <laughs> uh, it's it's more complex and, and like they don't actually like like they don't. Are you fucking kidding? Hold on, my door is like. City. Um, <laughs> yeah, like they don't do a scene where like they uh, they cut back, like like a flashback to show you what actually happened. Right. Um, which I would have I would have liked to see, but I mean, you learn more about it, the, the kid's character. He's not quite as clean as he initially seems to be. Oh yeah, that first episode seems really clean cut. Yeah, but I mean, like, like, so I don't know for any listener that has who hasn't seen it. Basically, this kid lives in Queens. Um, he's a high school, or no, I think he's a college student. Um, he gets invited to this party, like this, the, the cool kids party, and he, uh, I think, he's supposed to go with his friend who has a car. His friend bails at the last minute, but he still wants to go really bad. So his his dad is a, uh, a taxi driver, so he actually sort of like borrows his dad's car to drive into the city. Which that that was the one thing that bugged me. It was like, what? You didn't need to take the car. You live in Queens. Like, yeah, that was kind of, right. The, party, the party's in Manhattan. Out there, but yeah, the party's in Manhattan. You're in Queens, like right? Just take the train. Yeah, so, I mean, he doesn't even, and he doesn't even wind up going to the party because he picks up this girl who, like, mistakenly, like, thinks he's, like, on duty or whatever, and he starts talking to her. She invites him back to her place, um, and they're, like, drinking, doing drugs, and having sex, and, like, she wakes up dead, or she winds up dead. Um, oh, dang. But, uh, yeah, they don't, they don't really explain what happened, and... What? Yeah, like, why did you have to drive the car? Just take the subway. I don't know. Anyway, that that like really irked me. <laughs> what are you doing? Right, I get it. Um, yeah, but that was like this basically makes every wrong move that he possibly could. With, I mean, starting from like just I think starting from like taking his dad's car or the cab. Yeah, it was like all types of mess. And then didn't he? He had like the knife on him, but then they didn't realize that was him. I, the first episode was really good. He was in the thing that whole time. They didn't realize it was him that they were looking for until who was Bodie pointed him out, right? He's like, right. there we go. <laughs> exactly. That's him right there. Yeah. <laughs> he was trying to creep out the door, too. Yeah. He should have he gone out. Um, what was it? Yeah, so I know there's not really much like the ending of a lot of these podcast episodes. There's not really good resolution at the end. Like, you know, I, I I do sort of wonder if if there's any value in like being a little bit better in wrapping up these podcasts a bit more cleanly. I think I think the last podcast I just like just like bumped and like bumped a button 
that shut off podcast. I was like, ah, whatever. <laughs> like, oh, I guess we're done. <laughs> oh, um, but I do like that. Uh, anyway, so I think I think we're, I think that's pretty much it. Um, unless you've seen any movies or anything. Uh, I think I talked about the arrival last time, right? Yeah. So, um, yesterday I watched Morris from America, which was actually pretty funny. Oh, wait. Oh, is that the one with, um, that other guy from The Office? Yeah. What's his name in the, is it, is it Jay? Robin, Robinson is his last, Craig Robinson, Craig Robinson. that's his real name? Yeah. Uh, yeah, Morris from America is pretty entertaining. Um, I haven't seen anything new. I don't think. I think the last thing in theaters I saw, I still haven't, I haven't even seen Star Wars yet. The, f- the first Star Wars, episode four? No, Rogue One. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I have, this, this is... This might be. This is a little bit like maybe I should have like an like an entertainment in biz insider info type segment as well. Because um, why wow, you got some insider info? A little bit, yeah. Oh, okay. Um, what you got? What you got? I mean, I don't have anything like. It's not good. I. I mean, like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 <laughs> why are you building it up like you got some? <laughs> I mean this the, the, the segment title like if that's the segment title like oh, I think that's no. a good like I like our our world famous conspiracy segment is like <laughs> world famous um man I was like I was trying to tell all these sto- like the other night I was out I was like trying to tell these stories about like I don't know just various anecdotes from my life and like they I was like crashing and burning on everyone I don't know if it's that like story wasn't interesting enough to begin with or I'm just like terrible at telling them or I, I just was that night um, why no one you were losing everyone's attention yeah and I was yeah. going on for too long like I think I was I was actually trying to tell this story about someone honking at me <laughs> because I didn't make like a left turn or something I, what <laughs> Like I was trying to tell that story like it was good, like it was the thing to do. Like it was good. <laughs> oh man! All right, so I'll try to keep. I'll keep this short. Um, like I, t- I tend to like to watch like really shitty movies that on Netflix. Uh, on Netflix. Okay. Because there are a ton of them. Like just like yeah. you know, like back in the day they would call it like direct to DVD straight to video or whatever um and I, I honestly don't even understand my fascination with them really but um maybe it's like Freud or just like I don't know I do yeah I don't know but I, I watch a lot of them way too many but I guess the thing I'm always like or I had always been curious about is like A A and B how do they wind up on Netflix? Because, you know, even if they're terrible, like being on Netflix lends a certain air of legitimacy to them. Yeah. Um, and I'm like, like some of these movies, like looks like they, they cost like, I don't know, like 50 grand to make and like 
we're, if that, and we're just made because someone happened to have like a good camera and was and was figuring out how to use it like as they shot the movie. Like, what are the, what's an example of one of this movie? Um, God, I mean, the, the names are so forgettable. Um, what is one? I, I don't know. I maybe shouldn't say because I don't want to like it's still like people put effort into these and like I don't really want to shit talk them too bad um, but uh, anyway uh, I asked a friend who's more knowledgeable about this sort of thing uh, in the this aspect of the industry and I was like Yo, how, do, how do these movies get made like someone makes like a movie that they should clearly shot on their own you know when they're right. in it and like they wrote it like it's like a guy doing everything how did they wind up in Netflix? And, and he's, he basically said that, like, it's not like they're pitching it on their own to Netflix. Like, Netflix actually buys, like, catalogs. And there's distributors that just do, like, these shitty movies. And, like, when they go to talk to Netflix, they're just like, okay, we have, like, 200 movies. They're all shitty, but, you know, you have, you know, it's content. And so they, they just go in bulk. It's not like they're going like one by one. So they're not like breaking it down, like, you know, Night of the Wolfman 2 plus um, the Pharaoh Strikes Back. <laughs> <laughs> the Pharaoh Strikes Back. <laughs> Yo, Pharaoh is supposed to be pretty popular like or, or um, powerful. Like, why is he... Why would he need to strike back? Like he is because they took him down the first time. Oh, they took him down. And, and the original Pharaoh movie, the Pharaoh. So Just like, the Pharaoh, yeah. Yeah, so then he strikes back. There's a story of like, yeah, his taking him down. Right, and then he wins, but then in the third one, he will lose. I'm sorry, the third one, what? The third one, he will lose. He will go down. Is that Return of the, the Pharaoh? Um, no, because he's striking back. Um, it, it was maybe going to be the fall of the Pharaoh. Wait, wait, wait. The first one is the Pharaoh. <laughs> the Pharaoh strikes me. Like, yeah. What's the third one? The fall of the Pharaoh. Wait, so he, he comes back. The and Pharaoh's he, fall. So in, in episodes one and three, like he's he's losing in both. Yeah, he's taking L's in both those. Well, <laughs> in episode one. Yeah, he's going one and two? <laughs> yeah. He's going one and two. Yeah. That's a good one, right? Yeah. That's a good video. That's still that to Netflix. <laughs> um, yeah, that's fair. Like, how do you become fair on the first? Well, it's all hereditary, I guess. So. Right. Man, he's like, he strikes back and then like immediately. Well, what's the time gap between episodes two and three? <laughs> Well, what's the time gap between any of them? So he's the pharaoh, right? So let's yeah. say he's a young pharaoh. Um, so it's, he's easy to overthrow. He's not as influential as powerful. Right. So and he's got a lot of enemies. You know, he's got like some older aunts or cousins yeah. or haters. Somebody. Haters out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they, you know, he's the pharaoh, but they don't want to be the pharaoh. And so they kill him, but they don't realize that they really don't kill him. Uh, like. They, his assistants, like some old dude who doesn't really want him to die, and they whisk him away to some other land. Right. And that's how that's how the pharaoh that's how the pharaoh ends. He's got the right. right. So that's how that one ends. But 
and the pharaoh um the pharaoh returns now you know he's over there he's been living he's like i don't know he's like 10 years older he's like you know what fuck that i'm the pharaoh i'm in charge so yeah. old guy is still around some other people still support the pharaoh um you know because there's rumors that he's alive but there's rumors that he's, you know, oh. there's rumors he's alive. So they garner up to support. They show he's alive, and he starts, you know, they start a little rebellion. Pharaoh so goes back through. Yeah, yeah. He gets an army, and he comes through. You know, crushes the buildings, and he becomes the pharaoh. And in the fall, of the fall of the pharaoh. Um, it's maybe 15 years later, and the pharaoh has lost his way. He was once for the people. He's no longer for the people, and the people rise up against him and destroy. Him. And then they become like like a democracy at that point. Um, <laughs> I don't know what they become. Because um, if, if, if it's the people taking them out in the third one, as opposed to just like insiders in the first one. Well, I, okay, I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, exactly. The first one is the insiders, and the third one is the people. Yeah. Right. And then, I don't know what they become after that, but. And then. The, that's how the Greeks find out about democracy, and they go on right. to sort of refine it, and then it ends with um, Trump stealing an election. All right, good night, everybody. <laughs> and now we have a three-picture deal with Netflix. Thank you very much. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Imagine like recommendations because you watched The Fall of the Pharaoh. <laughs> we think you may like. Fair enough. Oh, that was good. It was good. Yeah, someone, I actually, I actually do kind of want to see movie. that. I kind of want to see that. Yeah, I see. I want to see the yeah. fall of the Pharaoh because I feel like it's going to start with him being all like bloated and like, like, just like <laughs> orgies and shit, just drunk all the time. <laughs> Right. Well, this is why people are like, what is this? Right, because they're like, we brought you back. We brought you back for this? This is not why we brought you back in power. <laughs> oh, man. You know? it's, a, it's a sunk cost fallacy. Like, yeah, you know, once you're invested in someone. Yeah. We didn't bring you back for this bullshit. Did you just exactly. fart? Did you, was that you? <laughs> Oh man! Yeah, the Pharaoh be played um, by, by Riz Ahmed. <laughs> See, there you go. Get him in there. Riz Ahmed is going to be in there. Uh, I don't know who else is going to be around. Whoever's popular these days, whoever's popping, we get in there. Samuel L. Jackson would be the old advisor, dude. That, that like whisk him away, shadows him away. <laughs> yeah. God, I think that's maybe what the, the plot of that Gods of Egypt movie is. You know, like a year ago. Oh man, that movie looked terrible. Yeah, I know it was. Good. Oh, um, okay. <clears throat> wow. Okay. All right. All right. Well, that was good. Yep. Um. So yeah. So sign up for Netflix. It's seven ninety nine a month. It's a bargain. It's like they're basically paying you to. Okay, I'm gonna stop. All right, later. Stop with your Netflix commercial. <laughs>
until they sign me up for the Pharaoh. Now, no, I'm going to get back in. No, I'm not. I'm not going to get back into it. All right. Later. Wait, are we ending? <laughs>